Welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, with me, I have two guests. The first, he is the number one doggy dad who enjoys metal testing. He dabbles in super zoom with pictures of bugs, and he also mm-hmm. thinks the main character in the Zelda games is Zelda. Ryan Scalp. That, la- that last one was disrespectful. I didn't like that. It was disrespectful. Mm, it was disrespectful. Yeah, it's always going to be disrespectful. Say what you will, but I didn't like that one. My second guest today, he actually wrote the lyrics to Ya Ya Ding Dong. True. Uh, he also owns every Apple product known to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Also true. His AirPods are currently attached to his belt loop. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nick, in all honesty, when's the last time you had your AirPods attached to your belt loop? Right now. Uh, yeah, actively right now. Actively right now, here I'll hold them. I'll hold them up. Yeah, see, I wasn't wrong. That's the real deal. Steve Jobs. Wow. Did Tim Cook teach you that? He did. We're uh, we're besties. Next up, I want to plug our website today, bushleygaming.com. That is Bush with the C. C as in, can't you read the title of this podcast? Not my joke, Ryan's joke. I appreciate that joke. <laughs> I don't want credit for that one. You're going to get full credit for that one. Full credit. Full credit. That is not my joke. I don't write that good of jokes. <laughs> and then the second plug would be our Twitter account. Our Twitter account is at Bush League GMNG. We recently doubled all of our Twitter followers. We're now at a solid seven. Um, super sad. And I would appreciate uh, you listeners out there. If you could follow, we'd love that. And if you don't have a Twitter account, create one, then follow us appreciate that even more all right let's get into our show today uh we're going to start the show off with discussing a quick synopsis of the plot of star wars jedi fallen order you guys can correct me on this but my plot summary is basically it's a it's a a jedi in hiding story it's been told through characters like ahsoka and kanan both rebels characters yoda obi-wan all jedi in hiding but basically Cal Kestis is a Jedi in hiding. He's about in his 20s, and he's on a search for a holocron, a holocron that contains a list of all Force-sensitive characters or Force-sensitive children in in the Star Wars universe. The Emperor wants it to kill those children. Uh, The good guys want it to potentially recruit them or protect them. That's the story. I'm sticking to it. You guys have anything else there? No, I think that's good. I think that's about the, uh, the gist. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi Jedi in hiding, I think, accurately describes it. But you could also say Jedi in hiding with a chip on his shoulder and something to prove, which is pretty much every Jedi that's ever been in all of their media. Yeah, yeah. Complicated back backstory, complicated childhood, some crazy stuff going on. They got to tinker with. Parents, no, nowhere mm. to be found. Yep. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Uh, it's a we're we're talking about it's a repetitive story i don't get necessarily get sick of that story because it just makes sense for the timeline we're we're in the events of between episode three and episode four uh the jedi purge occurred so jedi are either all dead or they're hiding so you either are hiding or darth vader hunted you down and killed you Mm. uh so getting into uh, the the story i i I guess i want to stay on story but do you guys have any pros and cons on that well, it doesn't bother me that they're kind of repurposing that same narrative, like you said, Jacob, because, I mean, we're talking about millions of displaced families all over the galaxy. It's not that crazy that a Force-sensitive kid is hiding out in, like, a manual labor, basically like a, what, like a slave planet? He kind of looks leave. like it. He yeah. Just, 
he's just working on electronics. That's pretty much it. Um, Junker. Not that far fetched, like you said. And, and I, I still feel like even though that idea is not original, I still feel like they opened up the world quite a bit with this game. That, and that planet was actually super cool. That planet called Braca. And if you yeah. just if you just chill out and pay attention to the background scenery, you can see a lot of Clone Wars era vehicles and Clone Wars era ships. Actually moving. Actually moving, being deconstructed to repurpose for Empire vehicles. So it's a really cool... We don't see a lot of those glimpses into the middle ground between old Star Wars and new Star Wars. And this is a really good example of that. Yeah, and in that, that first scene, if you will, or that first gameplay the story moves really fast. So slow down, take your time, look at some things. And uh, like Jake said, those are some really cool, cool areas that we don't get to see often. No, I guess let's get right into the, uh, the pros and cons of the game there. I think we all disliked and liked things for various reasons. One of my big pros to this game, and we've, we've alluded to it a little bit with, talking on story, but I really like the lore and how well the lore is respected in this. As we said, the snapshot we have into a pre-Empire, post-Republic world, the cool elements that we get to see in, in Jedi history or even you know predating the Jedi, the Zepho, that's something that's brand new to canon. That hasn't been discussed, I don't think, in other places. It's alluded to potentially in The Last Jedi uh, with... There's some symbol at one point in one of those temples that Ray's training in, and people have theorized that that's the, those, that symbol represents the Zepho. That is not confirmed, so it's just a stretch. But the the lore is is heavily respected. I, one of my favorite parts of this entire game was going to was it Ilum? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Elam, Elam. I'm not sure. Yeah, El, yeah. Whatever it is, it's the it's the planet where Kyber crystals come from so in mm. in the animated show clone wars yoda takes a group of younglings there to find their first crystal to make their lightsaber i never thought i would play a video game where i got to go to that world and yeah. it felt just like the show they had the same melting wall you had to melt the wall in the game you you find crystal everywhere but again it respects lore where the empire is now using this planet and harvesting it for the death star you know, we don't know this at that time, but they're taking those crystals and uh, using them for what would be the first Death Star. So I loved that. That was that was a really cool tie back into canon at large. Yeah, that was sick. What about you guys? Did you guys have any, were those big topics for you? Yeah, I think, and again, this is nothing, nothing super new to these types of stories, but the whole ancient race that's gone missing uh, it can be overplayed in a lot of different ways, but I didn't feel that when I played this game. I I feel like they explored this race, the Zepho, in such a good way that I was never like, this is cheesy. This is just like every other game. Some mysterious ancient race is holding your hand through this exploration. And they do, and you you gain a lot of abilities through them. But I think, especially in the Star Wars world, um, it did a really good service to the game. Yeah, I agree. And I actually had a really cool experience because I don't know if you guys remember this, but as we were playing this, I was actually running through the Clone Wars for the first time myself. So it was really interesting to 
go to this planet and be like, wow, I just watched this episode and immediately I texted you guys and just, oh my gosh, I can't believe this season five, episode four, whatever, wherever it was at in, in Clone Wars. And to visit that as well as some of the other planets that are in Clone Wars was a really cool experience for me. It was real accurate. It was nice. It was, it was fun. Absolutely. Uh, some of the even bigger canon connections, the two Inquisitors, they're used later in comic books and in TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're pulled back in. Actually, I don't think it was TV shows, but they're for sure in the comics. Both are. But Darth I Vader was, series. Yeah, Darth Vader series. Exactly. I just think that's super cool. Did you guys know that planet, Ilum, it's theorized that that's not even, the, I think it's confirmed now, but that's where Starkiller base comes from. Mm. No, did not know did that. I know that. You mean they, like they built the base out of Elam? That planet. Yeah. You know how it's a planet sized death star. Yeah. Right, right. 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 Starkiller base was built around it. I am going to fact check that, but I'm almost certain that's the case. I did yeah, not know that. That's I did not either. Amazing. Anyone been waiting for that fact check? Lots of crystals there. <laughs> Lots of crystals. <laughs> it's, it's one giant crystal. Fact check break. It does appear that Ilum was converted into Starkiller Base. This is based off a Polygon article titled Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order May Confirm a Long-Held Fan Theory About Force Awakens. Back to your usual programming. So getting into more pros, I really enjoyed the combat in this game uh, to an extent Now, there's cons to that too. But the, the pro for me is this is the first time I felt like a lightsaber felt like a lightsaber in a game where in previous star Wars games, lightsabers are all powerful hack and slash tools that can cut through anything, which they can pretty much cut through anything, but you are unstoppable. Once you swing a lightsaber at someone in this game, it's, it's a lot about countering. It's a lot about dodging. Again, this character is not a, you know, he hasn't been in the Jedi Order. I think he's still, is he still a Padawan technically at the beginning of this game? Technically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah still he never, I don't think he ever graduated past that. No. And, it, and you feel like it. I, you don't, you know, you, you don't have all your force powers at the beginning of the game. You kind of work through them, but you, you are, you are a pretty weak Jedi at this. To me, this is the, the opposite side of a coin when it comes to uh, Jedi Force Unleashed. Did you guys play Force Unleashed? Yeah, I did yes. not. So, Nick, Force Unleashed, you're this, speaking of Starkiller base, a character named Starkiller, and <laughs> you are Darth Vader's secret apprentice. He is super powerful. Like, he is overly powerful. He, at one moment in the game, he pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky with the Force. That's how powerful he is. It's kind of ridiculous. And that's what I mean by this is the opposite side of the coin, where you're, you're a modest Jedi uh, you're not that powerful. You don't have good force powers. And right. at, at times, it, it made sense that like 10 stormtroopers could take you on easy. You know what I mean? In the yeah. game, if 10 stormtroopers come at you, you're, you're kind of screwed unless you've been screwed. playing for a while. And it felt right too. Like the reason they killed you is because you just weren't good at timing your, your blocks. Right. Like, I feel like they could have done it real cheap where, you know, some mechanic, they just overpower you, but you Ground always pound, everyone falls backwards. Yeah, you yeah. always run around, cut them all in half. <laughs> you always feel like you know why you died for the most part. Like it's, if I die in that game, oh, it's my fault. You know, I did something wrong. I could have countered better. I could have dodged. So I like the combat in that sense. At the same time, some of the combat is clunky when you're dealing with non-humanoid characters. So some of the creatures in this game, countering and dodging and blocking and attacking, the contact doesn't feel right. Uh, it, it feels like sometimes 
I am, you know, I'm, I'm slashing and it either hits them or it misses. And I don't know, I can't always predict it. Did you ever feel that way? Yeah, they were a lot harder to time for sure. Um, I don't know if that was on purpose or just a mechanic of the fact that you don't have, you don't see like an actual saber or weapon swinging at you. It's just like the face is coming to bite you or something like that. I actually, I really enjoy, enjoyed the creatures in this game Yeah, because of how hard they were. It felt like a trophy. You know, they had some, they have legendary creatures in this game where they're a little stronger than the rest of that species. And it's a trophy. I mean, it's a, it's something to collect of, I defeated this to get where I was trying to go. Yeah. Except the spiders. I think yes. spiders should just, they shouldn't be in any game. They're just, uh, they're just they, from they were, Satan. Yeah. They were they really sucked. annoying. That was terrible. Yeah. No, the spiders are terrible. And that's, you I killed think, them too close. There's poison that just shoots out. Oh yeah. You lose, what an eighth of your health, which is, yeah. and, and getting, you know, back to combat, that's very much, this game is compared to Dark Souls a lot. It's Dark Souls, yeah. I was thinking that. It's the Dark Souls of Star Wars universes and or Star Wars games. And in Dark Souls, it's famous for characters on their last on their last bit of health or right as they die, they take one last swing at you. And Star Wars definitely replicates that here. Like you said with spiders where you you can die after the fact. A lot of creatures actually do that in this game and it's frustrating. Yeah, and if you've played Dark Souls, then you know immediately that the mechanics are, they're not easy. You know, you have to get used to them. You have to learn your block and parry and dodge. It, it's tough. And I think that that's a great comparison. This The mechanics, I think, are awesome uh, in Star Wars. They definitely make it a little bit tough. And uh, I, I noticed some of the kind of, the, I don't know if I'd call them glitches, but I noticed some of that during boss fights. Did you guys have those experiences? That's when I experienced mechanics not at their fullest some of the larger boss fights yes like when you're yeah. fighting a, a giant bat it's, yeah it just and that's what i mean some of the creature fights felt clunky it didn't yeah. if i'm fighting a a purge trooper with a vibro staff i feel like i know how to fight him yeah i, I feel like that you know where to put your saber essentially right yeah i know how to counter i know what he's at least somewhat predictable but when it comes to a a giant bat like I said, some of those swings, am I hitting that bat right now? Well, yes, the health went down, but did I hit like the, uh, the hit boxes feel clunky when it comes to creatures. I love the creatures. I love how they look. I hate spiders, hate spiders, in mm. general, but I, I, I didn't feel like the combat wasn't, it, it was amazing combat when it, but when it came to creatures, it was a little frustrating at times. Yeah. I I felt like the game was super similar to Assassin's Creed personally. I I get the the Dark Souls comparison for sure and difficulty and things like that, but I mean the parrying, the blocking, the dodging, it climbing, it felt, the climbing, every mm -hmm. all of the mechanics felt like they were taken right out of Assassin's Creed, which is not a bad thing. I think a lot of games are going in that direction, you know, the the free climbing especially of rock walls and things that shouldn't be climbed. That was kind of invented by breath of the wild. And then you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You can climb literally anything in the game, which is new for Assassin's Creed. And then now you have this game and it, I personally, that's a welcomed addition in my opinion. I I'm glad they use those mechanics and that's why I felt a, a lot of similarity between the two games. Yeah, I can see that. That's a, and even though Assassin's Creed is an open world, and Jedi Fallen Order is not. 
Um, even though it's structured, they still give you some of that room and there's a lot of the same mechanics. I wouldn't have thought of that before, but when you say it, that makes sense. I agree. Do you, do you guys wish it was open world? I do. No, I actually, I actually don't. This, this game was nostalgic for me because for some odd reason, it brought me back to games in my childhood where there's just this structured path. And I feel like the last few years we've just gone through open world after open world after open world and probably on the heels of red dead two, where you just couldn't get more open. I, it was nice revisiting a structured game where I knew I was going in one direction and, but they also let you explore areas and and find secrets. So they, they kind of scratched that itch. So I liked the way it was. It kind of took me back to some, some younger games, but that, that was my opinion. You have open world fatigue is what you're saying. Yes. Open world fatigue. OWF is a real thing. Yeah. I just got diagnosed I, last week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. I just think like who doesn't want a beautiful open world Star Wars game, right? That's I a good, think, good question. I think it's something Nick, that everyone has wanted yeah. for a long, <laughs> long, long time. Maybe not in this game. I agree with you, Nick, because the purpose of this game was not to experience an open world, but kind of crawl your way through an empire-controlled world. And maybe that served it better. I'm not sure. I think that's what yeah. it comes down to is that I think what you're – I agree with both of you. I think, Ryan, what you're saying is that we're just due for a Star Wars open world. And you wish yeah. this was it, right. but it wasn't. Right. And I, I, I agree that we do just because a game is open world doesn't make it better at, at times that's intimidating. And sometimes I'm more likely to likely to walk away from that game because it takes so much time. But when it comes to star Wars, I'm, we need a open world game. It hasn't happened in, I guess, KOTOR would, would Knights of, the, Knights of the Old Republic be the last one. And even then, I mean, that was very limited because you, you were still following a pretty structured story through planets, right? You you could you could break it up. You could basically go to like four or five different planets at once. Different so, sections, yeah. Yeah. So you still it it was a open world game for that time in gaming. It, it didn't get really more open world than, than that because right. you know this is we're talking about the original Xbox. It, it's it doesn't have the the I abilities. Just, I just remember there being like ten thousand computers that you could go talk to and have meaningless conversations that waste all of your time. That know? didn't play at all into the story whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. welcome, I love the, I love the RPG. game. But yeah. when, they started, when they started RPGs back in the day, I mean, they were so slow. Yeah. yeah. But just connecting here, it's, I, I've been of the camp that EA needs to, to use the Star Wars IP better. They haven't used it well. And I think Jedi Fallen Order fits. I think it's, I'm glad that it was an open world, but it just reminds me of how much I want a open world Star Wars RPG. Uh, yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, Battlefield 2. There are some pretty big maps, um, so I wouldn't at all consider those open world, but it, it kind of makes me think that if you had that free space to just completely run like you do in some of the larger maps, that would probably be, that would probably be pretty cool. You know, Battle, it, it, Battlefront 2, right? Battlefront, sorry, not Battlefield. Yeah, my bad. That's the uh, open world fatigue kicking in. <laughs> sorry about uh, that. It's it's real, guys. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I that's why I don't want to hold necessarily hold that against it because that's a bigger problem at large. It's not the game's problem that it was an open world, but yeah. it's more of just an industry problem. 
Well, I got a comment on the fact that it's not open world. I don't know that any of you, that either of you guys played these games, but this game was Metroid. This was a Metroid Prime game in Star Wars lore, in my opinion. And I have a bunch of different things that were super similar between the games, but anyone who's ever played Metroid Prime games, you know that you like pause the game and there's a hollow map. This game does not even hide the fact that they straight up steal <laughs> the exact hollow map. <laughs> same legend, the same, like, there's doors that you cannot open yet and they're color-coded. That is an absolute Metroid Prime map. So uh, it's this... Wow. It's like, And I didn't play Metroid Prime. And Ryan showed either. me this. Ryan showed me these pictures. It's identical. It is... It is yeah. not subtle. It's a ripoff. Ryan, I hope you include it. Yeah, it's identical. It's Ryan, literally the same. Ryan's going to do a written review for Jedi Fallen Order summarizing kind of what we talk about today. Please include it in our written review, those pictures, because sure, it is blatant. Yeah, and to the point, this is not bad. I believe, Jacob's heard me say this before, I believe every Star Wars game to date should have been with some some aspects of aspects of metroid i think metroid nails sci-fi dungeon crawler games they have really invented it honestly uh it's one of the things nintendo has done incredible with every single time but i mean even even through the game there's meditation points that's where you save you get regain health skill points bad guys respawn you can upgrade that is Exactly the same. If you look at a photo of the save points in Metroid Prime, they're identical. It's so funny to me that they Can just we? kind of shamelessly rip this off. And then the whole story of Samus Aran in Metroid Prime is she was saved by this ancient race, and they guide you to redeem your people who were murdered by space pirates, essentially. And this ancient race called the Chozo have all of these shrines on different planets that you fly to and you have to go back and forth from the planets to get upgrades so that you can access new areas so that you can beat the game. That, I could have just been describing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, it's, yeah, you, it's exactly the same model. So does that, does, that, does that bother you? No, not at all. I, I think it's great. I, I clearly, the people in, at Respawn played metroid someone did someone directing this game was like hey they nailed um these kind of exhaustive dungeon crawlers where you have to go back and forth back and forth to get upgrades um and they went with it and i i love that idea because you you take it and then you put it into the star wars world explore the lore a new ancient race in star wars that we haven't seen before and i feel like it it was really, really well done. It makes me even more excited for another Metroid. Were you, was it you who was, who was telling me that you want this exact game, but as a bounty hunter instead of a Jedi? Ooh. Yeah, I, like I, I, I think Star Wars could do a lot of things with this, this specific game mode because people love it and there hasn't been a super good one in a long time, in my opinion. I think it would be a welcomed addition if you are, I mean, a bounty hunter in the cities of different planets going after targets, having to go through all sorts of weird temples, dungeons, Coruscant bracks. We need some Coruscant. A Coruscant awesome. bounty hunter. Yes. Yes. 
one thing I want to talk about real quick, was anyone else at all pissed about every time you went to a meditation point, the bad guys respawning? Or was that just me? Oh, I yeah. mean, it's, it's annoying, but it makes sense that you're going to need some challenge. If you're able to save, yeah. you, have to, you have to calculate, okay, is it worth respawning all bad characters? Is this health worth it in the save point? Or do I just push forward? Yep. It, there's a strategy yeah. there. And totally I, agree. Totally. I completely agree. It's frustrating, but it does add a cool uh, kind of calculus to the game. Yeah, it does. I was I was kind of shocked at first, uh, but yeah, bittersweet. I, I liked it, and then at times I got super frustrated. I think, I mean, I don't know, you know, open world fatigue. My mind's real fuzzy. I I might have went from, uh, you know, Jedi. <laughs> I might have went from Jedi Master, <laughs> lowered the difficulty level once or twice. You did. Uh, you did. But, I remember uh, your time. I, I don't. You know, I, I don't think any, I, I don't think you anyone might've. remembers. You, clearly, no, I completely because I pl- I beat the whole game on Jedi Master. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So that's yeah. embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that. You're right. It has kind of a cool trip twist. I will say I was on Jedi Master the entire game until I don't want to spoil it, but there's a boss. We're, that was, we're all into spoilers. Is it Malikos? Yeah. Malikos? Malikos, man. That guy yeah. was yeah. crushing me. I mean, yeah, I went back I up to do. Jedi Master for him and had to go down again after two hours of just constant replay. <laughs> so as I said, I beat the whole game on Jedi Master. I felt the pull to the dark side to drop it down during that battle. And I, I withstood. I, you I pushed, did you really, did I you really stay in? I'm entire game. impressed by that. That's uh, and, this, awesome. I, and again, I haven't played Dark Souls. I, I don't play these, you know, Twitch counter dodge games. And, you know, you throw Sto- Star Wars lore on top of it. I'm, I'm all in. So mm. they got me there. But I, uh, I, I also thought that the, that system where you save and characters come back, I really liked how when you died, and you got back to that character that killed you, there's health and experience points waiting for you there. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. Because yeah. It, it always helped you continue progression through the game. So if you always died at the hands of this character, well, you're going to get health the second you hit him again, and then you'll push past him. And then if that happened again later, you'll push past that character. So it was a really good way to kind of balance the combat in the game. Yeah, little things like that. It makes it feel intentional. Like the developers were just going, hey, this is a really good idea. As a gamer, as a player, we know that this is going to be a good good thing to add in. It felt nice. Do you guys know there was one point on Dathomir right at the beginning where all of a sudden like three different paths <laughs> broke off of it. And it's yep. like that lifted up ledge and there's always three archers on yep. top of that ledge. Anyone listening, if you're about to play this game, you better introduce yourself to these archers because you're going to have to kill them, I think, 40 or 50 times. Yeah. They're so annoying. It's, also, it's if, annoying. You haven't, if you haven't played the game yet, don't listen to the rest of this podcast. We're going to spoil some things. Yeah. And, and uh, if you guys want to know about, you know, yeah. and if you guys want a really yeah. big spoiler, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy, but... Uh, just go to Dathomir as your first planet. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, here. So here, this is the official spoiler warning. We haven't really done two. No one's going to know what the name Malikos is. So that's not a spoiler. But moving forward, heavy spoilers. Nick, we have to talk. that When we were playing this game, we both, when you get to a certain point, you're presented with two paths. You can go to Zepho. Zepho. Yeah. yeah. You can either go to Zepho or you can go to Dathomir. 
as Star Wars fans, as, you know, big readers of the lore, Dathomir is not a planet for the weak. Dathomir is mm. where Darth Maul was pretty much born. It is where the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers exist. It is a, it's a, you know, dark side inhabited world. So when you're presented two things, it's like, do you go to uh, <laughs> this very dangerous, you know, it's not lava, but might as well just be a hot lava planet. Or do you go to this uh, peaceful, serene, ancient planet? Beautiful. The dark planet, bro. Well, Ryan and I went to Zepho first as a normal sane person would. Uh, Nick, on the other hand, he went to Dathomir. Yeah, no brainer. Nick, Nick loves the dark stuff, though. Yeah. That's like, that's enjoyable to him. Is all the Pulls me stuff. right in. So yeah. he's a big fan of Venom. And... <laughs> <laughs> and and before before the game you know we played right at launch we didn't know those paths and the differences that would come from them nick why did you did that thought process go through your head no no and to be to be honest i don't know if 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 i just missed something or i kind of lost track of what was going on for a second uh, i just went to dathomir accidentally it actually wasn't even on purpose and you get there if you if you do what i did you get there you realize really quickly that you're not supposed to be there yet and you get to this spot where essentially you you realize you can't go any further that there's a much bigger world you know beyond this point but you've got to come back you can't do x y and z you don't have these skills and you know i'm turning around i'm going to leave and i find a secret area and biggest spoiler ever in this area you get the double bladed lightsaber and so here i am an hour into the game getting the double bladed lightsaber and i just go through the rest of the game just slaying fools even if i had to lower the difficulty level once uh, it was a really nice experience for me and i think this is this is the lesson behind going to the yeah. dark side first can, is that you just win can you I, can you honestly say that you went through the rest of the game slaying fools when you lowered the difficulty. I don't think that oh, that can be said in the same sentence. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess that's when a good you got point. the death of me. <laughs> yeah. Or after when you had the double weighted lightsaber and had to go to Zepho, the easier planet. Yeah. No, I honestly, I think it was only a few areas that I le- lowered it. And then I always brought it right back up once I got past that area. And then it was at Malikos that I lowered it again. So yeah, I get, those are, those are contradicting points, Jacob. Good point. Um, but yeah, I think if you want to do what I did and you just want to experience the darkness as soon as possible and be rewarded with the double lit lightsaber early on, go straight to death. I mean, that is, that is quite the reward because I didn't get it for, I think two planets later on Kashyyyk. Did you get it on Kashyyyk, Ryan? I, I got it on Kashyyyk as well. And, and, uh, it was until almost the end of the planet. It wasn't like you show up at Kashyyyk and you get to use it on Kashyyyk. You get it when you're about to leave Kashyyyk and you'll you'll literally have no other reason to go back. So Yeah, Kashyyyk's a big big map too. That was a big level. I so I restarted the game and I started playing New Game Plus. Did you guys know that was offered? No, I haven't played that yet. Yeah, it was, no, it was is part that the of the recent DLC. Yeah, it's it was like a free update, but New Game yeah. Plus you pretty much it's it's a weak New Game Plus in my opinion. You start with all of your customization, you know, your ponchos and your your paint for your ship, all those great <laughs> customization pieces, but you, you get that. And then you get us to restart the game. And I chose 
to go to Dathomir first, like Nick did his first playthrough. And it was terrible. I stopped playing new game. Plus I, I was getting, I was getting destroyed. It's, it was, I, I feel like if I didn't play, if I didn't play the game once before, I would become very frustrated, frustrated with the game because of, because yeah. of Dathomir at like yeah. going first. Because I should say, sorry to interrupt. I should say I went to Dathomir first. The first enemy threw me off of a cliff so far <laughs> that I got back in my ship yeah. and I flew to Zepho. I know what you're talking about too. Right when you get up the the first right ledge when there, you get yeah. up there, that giant like rancor. Yeah, like, it's like a baby yeah. rancor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It is. It was hard, and it should be. And that's another example of it respecting the lore. This is a planet in the Star Wars universe that you just don't go to. The average person doesn't go to. Right. So I, I really enjoyed like that. that. A lot of risk in that that planet. You have to go there in the game, but you don't really want to, honestly. Yeah. Unless you're like Nick and you love darkness and all that weird stuff. Mm. I uh, mm. I was done with Kashyyyk, and I was kind of dreading going to Dathomir because. It, it honestly intimidated me. I was like, man, this is going to be a really, really hard planet. Yeah. Because I already knew what I had seen. And I had just watched Clone Wars. And I'm watching Clone Wars going, Star Wars, what's going on? Why is there not more Dathomir in all of these movies and other shows and books? You did and say stuff? that. And so you I was in that. love with Dathomir. And I thought, wow, this is, this is so interesting. And, you know, same thing with Ilium. Was Dathomir really kind of captured that for me and the night sisters, everything was, uh, it was really well done. If you like the dark side, if you watched clone wars and really enjoyed that season, you are going to love Dathomir. If you haven't played it yet, if your Kyber crystal burns red, Dathomir is the place for you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Or uh, if you're going to turn your crystal red, go to Dathomir to do it. That's the place. One thing with new game plus, Another part of the the free update, you get the Cal Inquisitor outfit and the red Kyber crystal for your lightsaber. It's about time. You can replay the entire game and look way cooler than you could have played through the first time. Oh, I didn't know that. This actually brings me to one of my biggest cons with the game is there are so many collectibles, which I appreciate. I think Respawn they had a lot of fun putting collectibles in weird places and I had a lot of fun finding them, but you're, you're looking for different colored ponchos <laughs> and they look terrible. <laughs> the ponchos look and terrible. They, they were, I mean, yeah. they were as basic design. I mean, it's like running through Coles looking for a, a Hanes t-shirt. Those were the designs you were seeing. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Do, do you have an issue with Kohl's? Yeah, what's no, going on Kohl's there? No, Kohl's is great, but you're just gonna you're gonna find like the same type of shirt there. But <laughs> I, I'm looking for an Inquisitor outfit, is what I'm saying. You're not gonna yeah. find that at Kohl's. Or From the you know, start, there should have yeah. been there could have been so many cool opportunities for skins. I felt like um, that just weren't in the game at all. Yeah, that's that's one of my biggest gripes is that the you felt a sense of progression when it came to your force abilities and, and where you could unlock. But when it came down to the actual collectibles and that, that's what, that's what drives me, drives me on some of those levels. I, I go <laughs> searching in these weird spots and do these crazy feats to get to them. But when I get there, I get a, a pink poncho, which by the way, the pink poncho is not bad, but in reality, the other ponchos look terrible. Like it's yeah. The half of them are orange. 
which is just Orange, ugly. Yeah, with a yeah. stripe of brown or black. Yeah. And then the underneath, you have four options for okay. your your base clothing. And there was a misopportunity. And again, I think this is a time thing. This game, wasn't this coming out right before Rise rushed. of Skywalker? It, it felt rushed. The fact that that, right. was, that was something that you could easily do some cosmetics and make it feel rewarding. And it did not feel rewarding at all. And at times, it was just frustrating. No, yeah. and the lightsaber upgrades were pretty cool, but again, you don't you don't see those when you're playing. You're you're not really seeing your lightsaber up close when you're swinging it to chop off a stormtrooper's head. You're, no, not at all. You can't see it. So it's and also I got to the point where I made my lightsaber and I started collecting them, and I was like, well, no, I like the one that I made, and I I had a hard time even changing it down the line. Leaving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that it wouldn't have been that difficult to, I don't know, just put some, even some traditional Jedi robes, just a bunch of different stuff. And instead it's just a poncho throughout the whole game and some really weird color schemes. That was a little disappointing. Yeah. Very. Yeah. The flip side of the game is um, as far as collectibles go, there are tons and tons and tons and tons of species and strange creatures, characters, types of stormtroopers, all sorts of things that you're going to see in this game. And what I love, which they also stole from Metroid Prime, is they keep a database of everything you see. Yeah. Yes. And for those of you reading nerds that I am and I think yes. also is, you can go read a full page on some random bug that you just found on Kashyyyk that you'll never see in any form of media ever again. Yeah. But you just want to know what it is. And it's, I love that. It's really cool. Yeah, they were intentional about those. They put love and time into that. Even the the UX on those, the, you know, the, the screen pops up. There's this big picture of whatever whatever species you found. And then there's this whole thing to read about it. The entire experience of reading the lore behind the creatures was, yeah. If, if you love reading the tiny stuff, or you're the person that has to go in and check all the boxes and get all the, the secret areas. You're going to love the lore. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, if you're a star Wars fan and you like reading the books and you like the movies and you like the shows, this game has so much content for you that yeah, at the end of the day, you can, you can learn something new about star Wars. You get to experience uh, star Wars characters and star Wars planets in a different light. Yeah. It, it's uh, it respects the franchise really well. And, and before we get into scoring, is there anything else pros cons before we kind of break down uh, where this falls on our, on our rating, the Bush league rating metric? Mm, no one, one comment I would have before we move on to that is, that I don't even know if it's a pro or con, just that the story was good 50% of the way throughout. And then it seemed like once you get into the second half of the game, it got even better and expanded really quickly and you started doing some cool things. So that would, that was one thing that I'd have to say about it. The game kind of got, in my opinion, it got better as you went, which can be frustrating for some at first, but it was a nice experience in hindsight. I completely agree. It, it becomes, it goes from a good game when you start to an, an awesome game when you finish, in, in my opinion. And part of that, I felt like I'm not trying to, I feel like I've been pulling out cons left and right. To be clear, the Metroid Prime thing is not a con. That is a great, great thing. But there's a point where they kind of explain why you don't have your force abilities anymore that you once had. 
and it was very much explained like, oh, I'm rusty. I'm going to have to completely relearn how to jump higher. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. To me, that was just kind of silly. But um, I get that they were trying to make us earn those force abilities. Now yeah. And though the force abilities took time, uh, they, I didn't end up using them. Like, I think they were just a, a vessel to get to a new area. At the end of the day, I came down to countering and maybe uh, Health. Do, doing a force pull. And then when you force pull them in, you kind of just stab them. Like you kind of just yeah. stab them in when you force pull. That, oh, was, that was my move. That was the move, right? But what other force ability? Did you throw your lightsaber ever? I think that was the only one that was like a one-hit kill always. Right? Yeah, on, on human human characters, yeah. 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 You just pull them forward, stab them. I would have five guys coming after me, and I would just one at a time pull them forward, stab them, pull them forward, stab them. Yeah, the, the game does a great job with lightsaber combat, but when it comes down to feeling like a, like a, a cool Jedi and using really powerful force powers, it wasn't there for me. Yeah, I think that, you know, I would agree. There were a lot of options and on the, you know, in regards to the skill tree and some of those things. Yeah, after a little bit, I just started immediately filling up the health, the stim pack, regeneration, and I kind of avoided all these extra options for you to, you know, XX, YX, XB does this move. And it just kind of felt, I don't know, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't hit it for me. Totally. All right. So I think that sums up our pros and cons. You guys want to get into scoring? Let's do it. Yeah, why not? So we, as we discussed in our last podcast, the, the entire podcast was dedicated to coming up with a re- review scoring metric, uh, review ratings. And we've now done that. Uh, we, we've, you know, flushed it out offline. So if you go to our website, uh, bushleygaming.com, bush with a C, as in, can't you read the title of this podcast? Uh, the ratings, I'm going to summarize real quickly just the rating numbers and what they stand for. And you can read the description online. So the five star is considered legendary. Four, and this is a five out of five metric. That's the highest we can give. So five is legendary. Four is impressive. Three is enjoyable. Two is lacking. And one is grim. To start the conversation off, I think this is a four. I think this is a solid four. Sway me. Oh, let me sway you. I'm not going to sway go, you anymore. I'll go I last. agree. Let me, yeah, let yeah. me go last. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in my my two cents. I came into the game when when they released this. They said this is coming out. I was not very like I wasn't pumped. I thought, oh, this is going to be okay. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure how this is going to be. I went into this game with very mediocre expectations, and they were blown away. That yeah, being same. said, for me, I think the game was impressive. It does not meet the legendary status. It will not be a game that goes down in history, but I will definitely remember it. Uh, so you're agreeing, playing it. You're agreeing with me. It's a four. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to try and sway you just because uh, you let everyone know that I was lowering the difficulty level earlier, but then I realized I, I agreed with you. So it's a four for me as well. Okay. Ryan? I do not disagree with the points you made. I just kind of looked <laughs> over the criteria. Yeah. <laughs> so our criteria for those of you listening that we decided on, there's technical achievement. There's fun industry impact and justice for the intellectual property. If I am being completely honest, I think technical achievement and industry impact are threes. 
I don't think they brought any mechanics to this game that we've never seen before. I don't think they did anything incredible with graphics, what we're seeing, the artwork. It's all pretty standard for a game like made by a company like Respawn. I don't think that's incredible. Industry Impact, I don't think that it, it changed much. It's, you, don't, you don't think of this game as going forward, games will do different because of Jedi Fallen Order. That being said, yes, that being said, I knew that was coming. I knew Ryan, you had to get it out. And now you're going to say, but it is a four. That being said, I, I had a lot of fun and this game was carried by the lore. This game was absolutely carried by the star Wars name. Yes. Yes. This game was not a star Wars game. I do not think it would be higher than a three. Personally, the star Wars planets you get to visit the things you get to see that are so unique that you don't see in other things or you only partially see in other mediums, I think made this game impressive for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's I a, was really, really, really happy about it. That point that you bring up, if this was not a Star Wars game, would we – are you saying you're agreeing with a four? I just want to clarify. I agree with a four. If four yeah, if this wasn't a Star Wars game, would we give this a four? And I, I, I think across the board, we would not give this a four. But that's yeah. why one of our metrics is, does this, does this respect the franchise? Does this respect the lore of this universe? And that's, this is a five out of five in that regard. Like it, it nails the lore. It, it, adds stuff, it adds stuff to canon. Like some of the stuff that this adds to Star Wars canon is huge. Like we're talking about the Zepho. That is unheard of in Star Wars universe. So that's a five out of five. These other areas, I think, like you said, Ryan, I, I agree with some of these areas are threes, but when it, when it comes down to it, it averages out to a four. And I think it's a great start. I think it's, I think this franchise could be a five out of five with a sequel, but we're not there yet. And I, I know that there's rumors that Respawn is working on a sequel to this and I would love it. I'm, I, I think we, right. If they don't get, if they have more time and they don't get hung up in stupid customizations and they clean up the combat a little bit, I could see myself potentially giving this game a five. Uh, but for a for the, the the state EA is in with the Star Wars franchise, I I think this is a a turning point for them. I think it's this a win. Is, it's a win. It's a win for yeah, them. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. I do think this is an important game. If you are a Star Wars fan, I think you should play this game because you will appreciate it more than anyone. Right? Yeah. If you're a fan, I would say don't even think twice. This is this is going to be up your alley. Well, just and it's a good glimpse into I think what's hopefully going to come in the future. Like you said, it, we can only hope for more like this because we haven't gotten a lot. And in the history of Star Wars games, I can only name a few that I would say are good games and mm. the rest are pretty bad. I wanted to bring that up before that. We never talked about it and I think it's, it's essential, but the way they bring in Darth Vader at the end, it uh, could Oh, it I wasn't going to spoil it, but here we are. We already, we already talked about We're spoiler. on Spoiler Island. We're on Spoiler Island right now. Welcome to Spoiler <laughs> Island. <laughs> They <laughs> you don't they have to play it. the game anymore if you just heard that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're you're there. They did it in such a respectful way where you're going through this game, you're feeling awesome, you're feeling cool, you got your lightsaber, you got your force powers, and then you get to the final boss battle. And it I don't know about you on Jedi Master, it took me about 30 minutes to beat her. Oh you my know, gosh. I, I died so many times. 
and then you beat her and you're like, yeah, that's the game game over. I win. And then all of a sudden you hear the breathing and she died. He kills her right there on the spot. And then you're now you're in a, a battle with Darth Vader and you're not in a battle in the sense of you're going to, you have a chance to beat Darth Vader. You're just trying to survive. You're just trying to run away. <laughs> Darth Vader. Yeah. Right. Because you don't, you're, you're a Padawan. You're, you're a lowly Jedi who was not fully trained. And now you're up against the most powerful Sith Lord ever. So and even if, if you weren't a Padawan, you were probably going to get slayed anyways. Yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah. It, we talked about this, Jacob, is when I finally beat the game, I remember telling you the absolute labor it took to beat the final night sister and Darth Vader walks out, right? I had the smallest sliver of my health left at the end of that fight, right? Darth Vader walks out and I remember thinking this will be a dumb game if they make it seem like I could stand up against Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah. And instantly he collapses the building. Yeah. I was like, they, that is justice to Star Wars. That is the Darth Vader that we know and love. He's not going to go toe-to-toe with a our maybe 16-year-old, maybe 20-year-old, maybe 28-year-old. <laughs> he is going to yeah. collapse the building on top of you and your only hope by the grace of the force is to make it out of that front door. Yeah. 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 The real Vader too, is probably going to go kill your family for fun after that, just because why not? And so I think they did a, a, they did a fantastic job with that. And I'm a big, you know, I almost, I almost love Darth Vader as much as I do uh, Steve jobs, Tim cook and all those guys, but uh, (laughs) you know, uh, Vader is it, Vader is so incredible, you know, and you guys know I'm a big Vader fanboy, especially when you get into the comics and some of those things. Uh, he's truly portrayed as the villain that he is in the comics, not so much the movies. And and uh, I got that feeling in this game when when he came out at the end. It was just this, oh crap! I need to try and run away from him and escape this level because he's going to destroy me. And, yeah. and the the whole thing was great. I loved it. Yep, absolutely. So, again, I think it's a solid four. Ryan, you brought up the point. I think it's worth you know briefly talking about because the list is pretty short. But where does this fall in Star Wars games for you? Oh man, um, very high. It's it's pretty unique, I would say. Man, I'm thinking back all the way to the N64 Shadows of the Empire. There's Classic. Game Bounty Hunter. We got the Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic Two. Uh, did you ever play Clone Commando? Yeah. That so that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clone Commando, that game I loved. But all in all, if if the only games we knew were Star Wars games, this is a five. I mean, in comparison, I think it it blew a lot of what we've seen in the history of the franchise out of the water. Even though I loved a lot of those games growing up, I mean, just they did a lot of things right for Star Wars. Do do any Star Wars games top this one for you? Mm, that's a really, really good question that I will have to think about. <laughs> Nick, yeah, I, I was, I, I was going to just not answer that question and hopefully you didn't ask me, but my, my gut wants to, t- my gut wants to just say that it's my favorite one so far, Yeah, you know, especially for me going back and playing Knights of the Old Republic in today's time, not when it came out. Uh, yeah. I'm not in love with some of the older games. And as much as I love Battlefront, 
two <laughs> from a multiplayer sense, it's just a different game. And yeah. I, th- I think this one, this one will probably be, probably be the top for me. Yeah. It, it comes down to preference really. It's it, it, do you like multiplayer games? Okay. Then battlefront two is a star Wars game for you. Do you like RPGs? Then, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is a game for you. Do you like combat action adventure games? Well, this is it for you. So they're kind of, they cover the bases with their, their top tier games. I think it's it, like a KOTOR is always going to be my favorite. That's my number one Star Wars game. And then 2017 Battlefront 2 is not better than this, but 2020 Battlefront 2. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say like the 2000, what is it? 2006 Battlefront 2. Oh, no, no. So yeah, well, that one was pretty good. The uh, original Battlefront 2. Yeah. I cut you off. In my opinion is the only one that could be on the same level as this game and it's because at the time it was the most immersive star wars experience we had and it gave you so many options in the combat to be all sorts of things that you always wanted to be i thought it was that was an incredible game to me what about luke skywalker were you able to be luke skywalker you were able to be dude you could literally name a sick jedi name a hero and you could be that hero in that game quinlan voss nick is playing on a old joke we have because he does not like Luke Skywalker. He doesn't like the original trilogy. Which uh, do not take his. I wouldn't opinion, go that far. Do not take his opinion as Bushley Gaming's opinion. He only uh, represents do not. part of us. We like the OG trilogy. It is it is <laughs> yeah. better than most. So I um, like the OG trilogy. I do. Sure you do. You're you're really backpedaling. Sure you do. Right. Yeah. All right. So guys, that's a four. Is there anything else you want to say about the game before we get into uh, updates? No, no. One last thing I just want to throw out there. I think earlier we we made some comments that were incorrect. I just want to correct it. I, I, I was playing the game on Jedi Grandmaster, and I lowered it to Jedi Master. That's what it was. So if Wait, we just were, correct, correct the record. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. You uh, sandbag instead of a gun. You did not even touch Jedi Grandmaster. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what, uh, what, yeah. what were we about to? You're playing on Padawan. Yeah, you are on Padawan for sure. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else before we get into announcements? No, that's it. This game was Metroid Prime 4. So mm. Yeah, this is Star Wars. <laughs> this is Star Wars Metroid Prime. Yes, yeah. it was. And I loved it. It was great. Yeah, did it well. Okay. So uh announcements for coming up things, uh Bushley Gaming. The website is officially live. Uh, last time we released a podcast, it went live that day. We have a written review that should be out alongside this podcast. So go check that out. That's gonna be written. That's written by Ryan Scalf. We have a we mentioned this last time, but uh, Beyond Steel Sky Review coming up here pretty soon. Uh, yep. That is tentative. There is an article I'm writing kind of in the uh, theme of Star Wars, but I'm writing an article about how EA, EA misunderstood the Star Wars IP when they bought it. It, it just goes into detail about how there were, there were signs that they were trying to treat this like a, a FIFA or a Sims on how they monetize. Uh, that'll be coming out. Uh, probably the same day as this podcast as well. So if this podcast is live, that article is live. It's a good read. Good read. Yeah. Re- Nick's uh, read 0% of it. The, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I want to plug a exciting, exciting feature of one of our hosts today. Our very own Ryan Scalf has a Instagram page called oh. into the microverse into mm. the microverse. Ryan, tell us about into the microverse. Well, I 
have a scanning electron microscope that I usually use for work, but in the off days, I will put all sorts of small things in there, bugs, uh, minerals, metals, all sorts of stuff that I look up, look at super, super up close and try to give you an idea of what you're seeing. So it's a hobby. All bugs were humanely killed. Yes. Right. Yes. With my foot. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> you are, because you can't really scan something when it's crushed. I can't crush them. No, they're they're basically, yeah, they're humanely killed in a freezer. That's yeah, in an, in an organic <laughs> pasture. Yeah. Speaking of that, they're probably still alive, so you should go check that freezer. They're just, they're cryogenically frozen. You can bring them back to the life. The cockroaches, I would believe that. Those things are impossible to kill. So Absolutely. They will last forever. The last three announcements we have are regarding our schedule our podcast schedule. So we have it outlined pretty much for the next three weeks, Monday, seven twenty. That's a week from the recording, a week from the release of this podcast, we will be releasing a podcast reacting to the, the Ubisoft event. They're calling it a UB forward. That's basically our take on what Ubisoft's going to do in the future. And in next gen, they're going to be covering Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're going to be covering watchdogs. Hopefully we get a, Splinter Cell announcement. I'd love that. But next podcast is dedicated to kind of discussing what's next. Uh, and actually, the following podcast is also dedicated but in, in terms of Microsoft. So on 727, we'll re- release a podcast reacting and discussing the Xbox Game Showcase. That's another event that's coming up where Xbox will be releasing their next-gen lineup and announcing cool things and probably showing Halo so we're kind of in that E3 season where there's no E3 and each studio and each uh, developer, they're kind of doing their own showcases. And, you know, Ryan and I, I think the past like two or three years, we, we typically make an event out of E3 coverage we'll, where we'll go to one of our houses and, and watch E3 on, a, on one of the big TVs and freak out together. So that's a little different this year. We thought it'd be fun to record and kind of discuss what's coming up as far as announcements, game announcements go, because we get, we get real excited for those. The last announcement is Monday, 8-3. We'll be releasing our uh, Journey to the Savage Planet review. That's a game that Ryan and I are playing right now. It's a co-op game. We're, we're pretty close to being done with it right now, but just based off the release schedules of podcasts, that's, that's when that one will fall. So stay tuned for that. Uh, guys, do you have anything else before we sign off? No, no, just a final shout out to Jedi Fallen Order. Fantastic game. I think it's worth playing. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, I think it is a must. Agreed. I think Respawn is a great developer and mm. I have truly loved a lot of the things that they've made. So this is a great game. I completely agree. So listeners out there, check out the website, bushleaguegaming.com for more up-to-date announcements. Check out at bushleaguegmng on Twitter. And we look forward to next time we record with you. Thank you. Mahalo. I'm looking for an inquisitor outfit is what I'm saying. You're not going to find that at Kohl's.